everybody, welcome to another episode of Gamer Noob. Uh, this is where we are going to uh, talk about kind of the behind the scenes of some of the role playing games we play, uh, the podcasts we listen to, things like that, and just kind of our opinion on those games. So uh, today I'm joined by Cody and Zach. Hey Hello. guys. Hello. And Bombadil. And of course the dog is here. And so is the cat. Yep. Uh, it is a it is a very big happy family in here. Um, how are you guys doing tonight? Good. I just had tacos. That's Me too. awesome. <laughs> I had tacos twice today. <laughs> lucky you. Not really lucky. I ate Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so gross. you had tacos once today is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um we're gonna start off the conversation uh by uh I guess tonight we're going to talk about uh, GMing and planning the game and or I guess running the game and how it is to be a planner versus an improviser in terms of running a game. And I really feel like between the three of us, we run the gamut on how we do this. Um, Zach, if you uh, want to, you want to describe your uh, your yeah. place or your run style? I am middle of the road when it comes to planning versus improvising. I will spend a long time planning. I have, I have extensive notes on basically every character that you guys meet in Voyage of Vagabonds. I, each person has about two paragraphs describing their looks, their personality, and a little bit of their backstory and like how they interact. Especially with certain things that I know are going to come up. Like, when we first started playing, each character would be like, how will they take someone saying that their god is fake and that they should worship Constantina? And stuff like that. But then when we get into, uh, like, I'll detail rooms and dungeons, but when we get into it, I will improvise a lot. I will have characters say things. I'll just go with a general sense of who they are. Rooms will have what you guys want in it if you need it. If, if I didn't plan it, it's like, oh, you walked into a dining room. How many chairs are there? How many chairs do you want? Ten? Okay, there's ten chairs. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, and then uh, Cody, uh, you want to describe a little bit about how you run games? Yeah, so I'm on an extreme, um, which might even be an understatement to say. Uh, I definitely leave, lean heavily on improv, but I have very specific things that I need before I start a game, which is an outline. I love outlines and I love flowcharts. So I ran City of Mist, um... And what I found for that was, so that was an investigation game, right? So you guys had different clues you could find. So what I would do is make like a bubble chart of like, when I was planning an encounter, literally what it would be is a bubble with like the name of the encounter basically written on it. And then I knew that from that encounter, you could be led to this place, you could be led to this place, or you could be led to this place. So there was maybe three clues coming from there. And then it kind of spider webbed down from there, depending on what stuff you guys did. Um, and then at times you guys could skip around, like if just randomly you're like, we're going to the library. And I'm like, oh, well that skips some bubbles, but okay. You know, and then I would usually have notes on that bubble, but those were, I almost never looked at my notes while I was running. I just had to write it out. So I would have a plan in my head. Cause I could tell myself forever, like realistically, I could probably plan a game in my head fully and be fine. But I'm lazy and I don't do it unless I write it out. <laughs> but once I write it out, I almost don't need it. Um, the other thing that I'll say that I found is really helpful for me is I just always want to know, like, if I'm going to have a creature in a room, I actually do like knowing ahead of time exactly what its stats are. Mm -hmm. So that way, cause inevitably it's like in D and D someone will be like, Oh, I use stumbling vines, make a dexterity saving throw. And I'm like, it's dexterity's two. 
Like, isn't it a big rock monster that seems kind of clumsy? Like, uh, yeah, I guess it's dexterity's negative one now. <laughs> so it, it helps me to have stats and an outline, but I don't plan out, like, extravagant descriptions for things. I try to kind of come up with that more on the spot. And I don't like to plan out, like, specific dialogue, all that stuff I kind of like to come up with on the fly. And, like, even the flow of the game is pretty wishy-washy. Um, I really liked Planning City of Mist, though. That, that to me, is, like, the most I have found a game that felt right for me to plan. Like, planning out, like, a flowchart of the game was perfect for me. And I, I still use that in D&D now. Well, and I think it really depends, too, on what type of game you're planning. Because, um, so, Zach, you've been running our uh, our Dungeons & Dragons game. Um, you didn't run Pathfinder. That was I, no, no, no he did. You did we, run we Pathfinder? Okay. And then have you run another game besides those two? Actually, I don't think I have run anything that You've isn't... run Dread. Oh, and I've you did The Watch. Yeah, I did The Watch, which yeah. is very <laughs> loosely running. The Watch was basically not planned, right? Like, you didn't really have to plan that. It was kind of done for you. It kind of does... There isn't really planning to do in The Watch. Yeah, it's so. like you you decide together what the story's going to be. Right, so that one I would say, like, I improvised everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by that, I, I read through the module beforehand. No, you didn't do The Hood. I did The Hood. I'm you, sorry. You did The Hood. Well, and then I know you've done so. So, Cody, you've done City of Mist. You've done, done uh, a lot of Fate. Stuff now. Yeah, you've you've run a bunch of our at a glance games and done princesses and palaces. princesses and palaces. Well, and what I what I find interesting is for being an improvising type of person, I feel like City of Mist made you plan a lot because it's a game where you have to like search for clues. Did it, that make a difference? It was out of my comfort. Well, hmm, no. Let me put it this way. It made me plan the things that I actually like to plan, and it didn't make me plan the things that I don't care to plan. Mm -hmm. So it didn't exactly matter for me to plan specific layouts of rooms and stuff like that, because the game was loose enough that, like, you don't have to worry about if you can get flanking on something. You know what I mean? It was was a lot more narrative than that. So I I don't like planning that stuff, and it, I think, encouraged you to be pretty improvisational with that. Um, But then, like, planning out what clues led to what things was, yeah, like I said, just as simple as a bubble chart. So I, I, I was fine with that. Although I think you're actually probably the other extreme of planning versus improvising. You know, it's funny. I was thinking, actually, I'm like right in the middle of you two. Because after hearing how Zach plans, I actually, I railroad. Don't get me wrong. The one time I ran a game, I super railroaded. But I don't think I planned as much. Well, no. Okay. So I think there's a difference, though, between planning. You planned a lot ahead of time, but you were cool with us improvising in the game and the game changing, but you still definitely planned a lot ahead of time. I guess that's true. It sounded like from what I, rumors I heard from you guys, it sounded (laughs) like you planned more than I do because I do like a small description of everything I do because I can't, I can't come up with room descriptions on a spot. Yeah. Like, if we're going through a dungeon, and I don't have, like, a little blurb about what it looks like, it was like, you walk into the dungeon, and its walls are stone, (laughs) and it's dark, and it sounds like I'm exaggerating, that's what it ends up being. Like, in a Pathfinder game, there's a lot of, it's like, you walk into a room, and it's dark, and there are four walls, and a (laughs) door. (laughs) So that's why, like, everything I do now, like, I have a little description because of that. Yeah. But interactions there are very few interactions that i like you were saying like you never script out dialogue i script out questions that i like for and for quest givers i script out dialogue in the sense like these are questions that will probably be asked and i need to know the answers to off the cuff mm-hmm. but i don't script 
how they're going to happen. Like in like the most recent one we interacted with, Dane, Dane and Layla talking is completely unscripted. Like I wasn't yeah. planning that scene. I had no intent for that scene to happen. I just needed that character to stay with your party. And I think that's actually a good idea because that has screwed me over before. Where, like, I'll be going along in my story and be like, yeah, I said this plot point for sure. I definitely said this really important plot point. And then I'd, like, think about it and I was like, I never said that. <laughs> oh, shoot. They needed to know that. Like, they needed to know that a long time ago. And the other thing with my planning is a lot of, like, it's very front-loaded. Yeah. Which I think is partially because I get tired of planning at a certain point. <laughs> yeah. But part of it's also, like... There's ten ways that a quest can end, like, for all of my quests. It's like, do you kill the guy? Do you let him live? Do you win? Do you, is one of you dead? Is one of you... Are you hurting? Well, and I feel like you can't... Uh, I feel like there's a point where you can't keep planning because you don't know what the characters are going to yeah. do. You don't know what decisions they're going to make. You don't know what the dice are going to do. You don't know... Um, you don't know what direction it's going to go, so you can kind of have an idea, like, this is roughly how I hope this ends, or maybe this is a plot point we hopefully hope we hopefully hit by the end but otherwise i feel like there's only so far you can go and maybe i'm wrong like i said this is i've only ever run one game even though i'm planning two more i think that efficiency comes into it eventually like if you're having to run a game every week and we've kind of talked about this before with like railroading versus not railroading and like why i'm so okay with it is like we we all have jobs that are full-time you know and we have other responsibilities and stuff we got to do so when it's like we sit down to play the game. It's like, if you've planned a dungeon, we can't be like, I want to go to a different dungeon. Like, we're not playing this week, guys. Bye. <laughs> Which is actually something I wanted to bring up with you, Zach, because like, there's kind of the flip side of you can, pl- uh, you can improvise uh, a little bit in the planning and then kind of in the game. I guess it's not a flip side, but it's a different way of running it. Um, when you plan so much and then have to improvise, I mean, there's there's a point in an episode that came out or is coming out. Uh, it either just came out or is about to come out where we uh, wanted we started talking about doing another quest. And um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and yeah. now in my defense, I totally thought that was going to be montage I didn't realize it was going to be another quest. But like, how does that factor into your planning? I mean... My goal when I plan is that the way I plan is I don't I'm a I disagree with Cody on rail, the railroading aspect. I've had some bad experiences with it. It also in some ways is less fun. Like the the video games I like playing oftentimes are very open world and not super linear. Mm-hmm. So I like doing a little bit more open world stuff. So what I try to do is like when I plan a quest, I try to think of like okay, whatever the character is going to do in this situation. So like in the most recent thing we recorded. I thought through like, oh, there's like three or four ways they can get out of this situation. And then Franny took it a completely different way. Yeah. And like, I'm not upset about that. Like that's, it makes interesting stories. The game gets much more interesting when I don't think of every possibility for me, especially and for you guys. However, I do, I try to figure out the main ways that you guys are going to take care of stuff. And then I, when it doesn't happen that way, I either let you guys know, like, hey, we can't do this. Like, with the montage thing you thought, like, I was making it into a full quest. Mm -hmm. Or I just go with it, like, when Franny messed it up last week. It's like, well, we're going with this. I can't just say, no, your decision is invalid. Yeah, so there's kind of a point where you can either go with it or not. Usually, as long as it's not ruining a quest, I'll let you guys do whatever you want. And by that, it's like, there's as Cody said, like, there's only so much I can plan. I can't give you an entire world where every person has a quest for you. Yeah, and- yeah, and I mean, I've even, like, I kind of tried to do that for some for a different game that I'm running for 
not on recording, just with some other friends. And, like, it just... I think for some people it can work to have a super open world, a super open worldy experience. But what I've kind of found is that it just loses focus really quickly. And they're like, okay, what are we supposed to do right now? And it's like, um, whatever you want. And it's like, well, and I, I understand too, like you can have motivation and then want to go and investigate stuff. But like, I guess like I'm okay with the idea that, and this is, I don't want to drive this too much cause it kind of gets into another topic that we want to talk about, but I, I'm okay with the idea of the DM being the one that puts the story in front of you and then the characters are reacting to it. Um, and not, and like as a player, I don't like to try to push it like past that. I'm not going to try to skip something that a DM has written. And like that time that you talked about where like, I just got it wrong. Like I, I didn't like that even though like it was fun. What happened in that game where like, and I don't know when this is coming out probably after it, but it was when we were fighting the big scary dwarf. His name is Osgrul. Like, and we kind of talked about this, where, like, in my head, like, I really thought it was, like, I was being pushed to fight that character, and, like, that's what I was supposed to do. And that's where it's, like, I don't mind railroading when it's, like, I just misunderstood what the story was supposed to be, and then it felt weird as a result of that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, you're right that it made it a more interesting story, because it was kind of, like, hectic and tense to try to escape from that then. Yeah, because, I mean, like, the alternate, what was, what I assumed would happen was that you, like, the rest of the party would rescue you, and then you'd all have to fight in the arena. Yeah. Like, against, like, champions. But then you're just like, nope, skipping that. And I'm like, all right, things got way more interesting <laughs> as you have ten guys chasing you down in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely one that's coming out after this. But, uh, you know, you should definitely pay attention to when we put out new episodes, and you'll be able to listen to what we're talking about here. <laughs> oh, is this a spoiler? Should I not have talked about it? It's only it? a mild spoiler. I think it's okay. I mean, I feel like it, they knew it would happen. <laughs> I feel like I should have known it was going to happen. Yeah, well, and, and that's like, yeah, I think that to me when like, I guess there's a difference between railroading and good like GM to character communication so that they understand like expectations of right. things. And I guess what you can say is like, I do railroad you guys to a point, but I feel like as my obligation, I have to make you as players and as characters interested in what I'm railroading you on. Right. Well, and I don't want to talk too much more about railroading only because that is another topic. Yeah. That oh, we is are it? Gonna... Shoot. Sorry. <laughs> it is another yeah. topic that we do want to cover um, because I think it's important. I think it's an interesting thing to talk about. Yeah, we can about. talk in depth. I have a lot of feelings about railroading. Awesome. Um, well, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, but as far as, like, getting back to, like, the improvisational, like, nature of it, like, when things do go wrong, um, like, my general philosophy, too, and, like, the improvisation stuff is I, like, kind of bank really heavy on um, improvising such that players are, like, not necessarily successful, but, like, if they're trying to do something fun, I don't like to try to, like, stand in the way of that. Which can at times lend my games to being slapsticky, which isn't always great because I haven't planned stuff through. So, like, when a character's like, I want to do this goofy thing, I'm like, yeah, okay, I mean, that's not going to ruin my plans because I don't have any that are super specific, so go for it, you know? But then it, it also lends itself to being a little bit more goofy as a result of that, I think. Yeah, I would say what it comes down to is, like, the amount you improvise in planning not like in gameplay mm -hmm. is how slapsticky do you want it? Yeah. So like, or like, or how silly do you want it rather? Because like we've played even dread games where it's like more improvised and it gets less scary and more silly, you know? Or Yeah. And I think that's true. I do think there's a correlation between, cause like, I think that players have a habit of like 
if a player is given free reign, just like do whatever you want. I don't think that what they do is necessarily like heavy character buildings. You know what I mean? Like they're going to like do something goofy to the monster. Like I want to do this cool thing. And well, like it's hard to force people into a situation and say, Hey, cry now. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to willingly choose to put my character in an emotionally compromised position where they have to talk about their feelings because they're the heroes. Like they're cool. And they walk away from explosions without looking at them. And it's like, well, you don't look. You. I'm not gonna push my character to be like, oh, this is the scene where they'd be sobbing like a baby because right. like their emotional problems are coming out. And like, I feel like that's the role of the DM in a certain way is to plan for those events. Right. That's why I have stuff upcoming to push your characters in D and D. Yeah. Right. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I got some. I got some good stuff planned. I'm. <laughs> I'm working through a lot of it, but this next quest series should be interesting. Ooh. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we uh, we want to cover with this improv. You guys have anything else you wanna you wanna say? Do you have anything else you wanna say? Um, you know, I think uh, I think a lot of mine is gonna start getting into talking about railroady. So I'm gonna try and watch what I say here, only because I definitely oh, want that to be another topic. Yeah. Um, I feel like in terms of my planning, being a first time GM, um, I I 100% over planned um in terms of like, if you listen to the flashback series, um, the whole point is there is a virus and our characters had to go and get uh, medicine uh, or the, the cure in order to uh, save a friend of Kelko's. And I feel like my planning went instead of I guess when when you were mentioning like you wrote out dialogue in my head I'm like Psh, I didn't do that but then I think about it and I'm like no but I literally researched how viruses work so that if anybody had a question about it I could be like mm, well actually this is <laughs> this is how it works and um so I but but then in the game and and I feel like I feel like however you want to plan um, outside of the game, whatever you think is going to make the game interesting. Um, you know, go for it. Go for over planning if you feel like that's your jam. Um, but I feel like the most important thing is being willing to let your characters do or let the characters do what they want to do. Um Zach, I will never forget in the first episode of running the game, you guys land out out front of the facility and you go, I'm going to teach our GM a lesson and do some improv here. (laughs) And you went and knocked on the door and I was just like, in my head, I'm like, you know what? I know exactly what's happening here. I know exactly what's going on and I know exactly how that's going to work. So it's like I was totally cool with you like you can knock on the door of this abandoned facility go for it because i i felt comfortable enough to be like yeah you do you you know i think that's actually a really valid point is that better planning ahead of time can lead to better improv in the game um and what i mean by that is if you have like if you know what stuff you need like i said about like knowing stats right then or, like, for me, like, knowing the flowchart of where clues can lead. Or, like, there's these couple things that I know I need to know. That can make improving in the game a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Because you have a framework to do it on now. Because, um, like, we we didn't record this, but we played a game of Fate 
where like my idea for it was I was actually gonna ask about this too um people don't always have time to DM so I'm literally gonna make a thing where I can click a button and it just spawns an island that has a story on it and it's just like these bare bones things that like I'm like I'm pretty sure this is the minimum I need to be able to play a game and like it worked it was it was definitely very scattered it was very scattered and there were other like i think it could have been refined and made better but it it definitely to me indicated like what is the bare minimum i need to run a game for two hours where we still kind of have fun it was arguably one of the most slapsticky games we had oh yeah yeah yeah, for sure for sure it was (laughs) it was it was it was super goofy and i think i i knew that ahead of time yeah, the only game that I think compares with how goofy it was was probably The Hood, but that one was more meant to be like that. Yeah, The Hood was tough because it was like, I think that, what's it called? I don't I don't even know. We didn't have a name for it. But like, I think that that game was organically silly because like, for one thing, it was meant to be you lighthearted. Mean, you mean the Fate game? The Fate game was meant to be kind of like, it organically turned into a silly game, both because I wasn't pushing it to be serious, and it wasn't my intent. It was very improvised, and at that time, it was when we started recording, and we wanted to have something like more lighthearted when we needed to take a break. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I think the issue with the hood was it like wanted to be funny. You know what I mean? It was trying to make you funny instead of it just being funny to be yeah. there with your friends. Well, um, that's a different discussion. About that that's is an a very different discussion. Different discussion. <laughs> no, but yeah. you're absolutely right that the the fate thing I did immediately went into goofball town. Yeah. I, so. I'm probably wrapping up now since we're nearing the time. We're getting there, yeah. yeah. we're at 22 minutes. Okay. I'd, I'd probably, I would probably say is, for people looking for actual advice, is plan until you feel comfortable. Yes. Yeah, like, and the more you run, the more you're going to know what you need to plan. And it's right. different for everybody. And that's, like, you improvising works super well. Like, you're a really good DM. I don't say that often because I make fun of you a lot. Like, <laughs> and, like, or I'll say, like, this is not planned out well. But, like, overall, like... I'm interested in your stories. I like hearing about your games that you run without me. Because I'm like, mm. oh, what's happening? And you're like, oh, yeah, there's this enchanted river where they're, like, stealing magic. I'm like, I want to play this now, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> when do I get to fight the enchanted river? Well, they're not fighting the river, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah. The other thing to keep in mind on the other end is when you're planning, I was I was told this by someone who DM'd for a very long time. He said, no, no module last through first contact yeah everything you yeah. plan the second your players touch it it will be ruined yep and it will it can be ruined to be better but it will not be what you had in mind for them and then i think the other thing too like when it comes to like improvising like kind of good advice that i've heard from it and it's it's weird advice but i think it's true is like when you hit that moment where you're like oh crap i don't have anything like give yourself the moment like just take a breath and, like, something's going to come to you and you'll be able to keep moving it on. But it's, like, kind of being in the moment and being calm really helps a lot with, like, oh, crap, I need to come up with something right here. And it's just, like, take a breath. It's going to be fine. Just yeah. have have a random monster walk in. No one's going to complain about fighting it. And just be honest with your players. <laughs> yeah. Doing, like, if you tell them, they're like, why aren't you doing dialogue better? It's like, guys, I'm... You guys are role-playing one. I'm role-playing eight <laughs> different people every time. Can we talk about how awkward it is to talk to yourself as a DM? I don't oh. know the right way to handle that. <laughs> it, oh. I hate yeah, it every have, time it happens. I have an entire question based on NPCs that we'll get to talk okay. about here. The battery is dying on our recording thing, so we are going to wrap it up here. Really quick, guys, do you want to plug your YouTube channel? Oh, yeah, you should totally check out us doing an actual play channel on the Wandering Gamer Network on YouTube. We're yeah. playing Outlast and FTL and then ba- next up's Bastion. 
we're cur- yeah we're, we're by the time this is up we're probably through FTL. Well, we'll see. I don't know when this is gonna get put up, but yeah. But yeah, in honor of that, Mandy, what's your favorite D and D class? Ooh. Because we do we answer do we answer that one on the pod? We did. Yeah. What was yours? I don't remember what yours. It was, was. barbarian. What was mine? Mine was ranger. No, or, no well, yours was ranger and warlock. Yeah, I like. I, I, you I know do what? Like I feel like I'm killing it as a druid. I'm digging the druid right Druids now. Druids are cool. Actually, uh, yeah. I'm liking druid. I didn't realize how to, tanky they are. To be fair, there isn't really a class I hate in D&D. Uh, and then the one other thing we want to plug real quick, um, if you have a Kickstarter RPG or if you have uh, an RPG uh, that's new in the world and uh, you want to hear some actual plays, definitely contact us. <clears throat> you can contact us at wanderinggamernetwork at gmail.com or hit up our website at wanderinggamer.wix, W-I-X, site, S-I-T-E, backslash wanderinggamer. You hit up our contact page. Let us know. We are looking for some more actual plays to do with our At A Glance series. Uh, so we're looking forward to them. I mean, I'd even be willing to play older systems if people want us to check out systems they love. That's yeah, true. I'll run just about anything once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is, you can also, um, if you have a system and you don't want to find those, just tweet with the hashtag WanderingGamer. I check that every so often. Yeah. And then, like, as a way to be like, hey, try Call of Cthulhu, hashtag WanderingGamer. <laughs> or we- you can just call my personal phone at 555. <laughs> 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 All right. You can drive up to his house <laughs> and knock on the door. All right, that's where we're going to end this Gamer Noob. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.